0: Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now.
1: Hello. This is a bonus episode of Burnout, a podcast featuring short conversations about creative sustainability. I'm Anupa Mystery. So thank you first of all for being here for being a listener and a supporter of this little personal experiment that I call a podcast. So about nine weeks ago, we entered self-isolation here in Ontario, and I'd already gathered the interviews that you heard this past season, and I was planning on doing a couple more, but I really just felt like kind of averse to doing a quarantine, COVID, pandemic chat with someone. Um, I could already see the content kind of bubbling up around me and I just wanted to be mindful of what it would entail for me to like put that pressure on myself for potential guests to kind of have to sustain like their experience of this time over the course of like an hour long chat and I wanted to also be mindful of what it would telegraph to listeners and people around me in terms of how you had to spend your time or how you should spend your time you know this project means a lot to me, but it's also a lot of work. And um, I decided that I would put out what I already had and honor my commitment to everyone who I spoke with. But I did think that it might be nice to try something different. Um, And so I sent out an email to a bunch of artists with the invitation to send through a voice note about how they were relating to their creativity in this big moment of change. And so you'll hear what I got back and you'll also hear some recordings from my iPhone that I've gathered over the last few months. Personally um, after the last couple of years of career and headspace transition which I've talked about on this podcast I think I was hoping to finally get a pat on the back and receive the rewards of my hard work but instead it feels like I'm being forced to look at my relationship to work, to productivity, to external validation even closer And some days I think that feels really liberating. Um, But other days, like today, it means I have to take time, make time for a nice midday cry. (laughs) I can put it in perspective, though. Without the usual distractions of life, I'm able to be much more present in everything I do. So, you know, when I get feedback that feels like a dagger, I can take the time to separate my feelings um from what needs to be done. Or if I'm feeling restless and distracted, I can go clean the bathroom or go to the laundromat and then come back to it. Um I'm tired of being alone. Uh but I'm grateful for the space for my apartment, for the health of my family and especially my parents and my grandparents. Anyway, um I just wanted to create a little space for people to share. Thank you as always for listening to Burnout. And first up is Casey Messia, who is a musician and academic here in Toronto.
2: In this unprecedented moment of COVID-19 and social distancing, I've been considering the importance of my creative practice within the context of a global pandemic. Why does music matter? Why does writing matter? Why does sound matter right now? One moment really shaped my perspectives on how to approach my response to these questions. And that moment came to me in the form of sound. I crept upstairs to our office to get some work done. My partner was napping downstairs with our toddler and there was a sudden break in what has felt like nonstop activity and caregiving, nonstop work. The window was propped open and in with a cool breeze floated in the notes of a trumpet someone was playing trumpet from their apartment balcony. The timbre of each note floated lazily into the thick of a gray sky and upon conclusion, each song was met with applause from people gathered on their balconies. The apartment balcony became a stage, a square footage of concrete that instituted the possibility of being intimate. This sound filled me with hope and devastation and I felt the weight of this sound in my body. This moment was a reminder of the importance of creativity and sound as agents of reflection, healing, and repair. Right now, medical experts and government officials have pleaded with the public to create social distance from one another in order to curb the spread of this deadly virus. Posing a serious threat to the health and well-being of vulnerable populations, such as those who are immune-compromised, the aging population, and the homeless, COVID-19 has forced me to think about how we can form a sense of being together without physical proximity. Sound is bridging the distance. Sound is what has defied the rules of quarantine. From balcony opera performances in Florence, Italy, to recitations of Biggie Smalls, it was all a dream from apartment windows in Brooklyn, New York, to the banging of pots and pans to show solidarity with healthcare workers in Vancouver, Canada, and to the creation of virtual dance parties like Club Quarantine and Club Hunhouse, where queer and trans people virtually gather from all parts of the world to dance and socialize. Sound has helped to forge intimacies across imposed borders and separation. And this is a reason to keep singing and writing.
0: Hi there, it's Jamila Malika Bubokari, and I'm an artist and writer currently in Chicago, which is where I came to go to school at the School of the Art Institute and I graduated in 2019 and so it's almost a year from that date and I can look back and think about, you know, I've had three really great shows in 2020 and completed a residency and that feels good and I had my hopes on more of that, right? I did hit some application fatigue last fall, and so I was kind of winding myself up towards doing more applications, but alas, I, I'm finding it really hard to do that part for sure. I think the writing has just barely come back because I signed myself up for a Black Women Writers Workshop. You know, the New York Writers Coalition posted that. And I was like, well, let me do that because I need to be accountable to a group of other black women and that'll help me. And, and it has helped me. It's helped me start writing again. It's helped me open up some video files and sound files because I really, I just couldn't do anything but like cook three meals a day and and sleep and walk and get my heart rate up. So I'm just trying to kind of work with my computer, my pens and paper, On you know continuing to make video and sound, but it's hard, right? So, I put up a a SoundCloud earlier this year as a way to combine the making and the writing and mindfulness, and even that, you know, it felt timely as a thing to share for people. But um, it was really hard to keep doing, and so I need to get back to that, right? So this way of getting back in to the work I think after a really restful confusing first few weeks of this I think that's fair and I'm I'm trying to be easy with myself for that and also just thinking about like what is the new situation right like what is a virtual gallery and like what is a virtual gallery tour like I don't even know if that works for video projection and sound in the way that I really want it to or in the way that it works for painters and like some galleries are still doing these kind of private viewings and it's like what is that a return to the renaissance like only the rich can access the gallery I don't know it just feels really like maybe it's a time for public art and and how to kind of be more renegade about Installing in spaces for people to see. Maybe that's the work, right? I've been listening to a couple of cool artists that I like uh, talk. Jatovia Garvey is this beautiful Black filmmaker and it was a really nice thing to do to like listen to her talk about this work that's really important and prize-winning right now. The G. Verney document is really kind of a beautiful Black woman's uh, experimental film work installation, you know, it used cinema verite and all these elements. And she just talked through the components of the work and it really demystified the work for me in this beautiful way that made it deeper. And I just kind of remembered what the making is about and what it is when you put these pieces together and what they do in conjunction and that that helped me feel something exciting about making again. And so I'm gonna submit an older work. I'm gonna touch it up and edit it and submit it to a, a black women's film festival. And you know, I think I really have to like thank Jatavia for that feeling that inspiration from this like weird quarantine Zoom video screening that <laughs> That she did I'm so grateful right to have each other to have each other as reminders to remember that like deep care that goes into the work and that we share for each other in this time that's it you know like a praxis of care how do we put that in our work and how do we show that with each other and how do we offer that into ourselves That's all I got right now, y'all. Much love.
2: some Reiki from here?
3: Hello, my name is Noor Khan and I am a community engaged artist, art director, and producer of South Asian descent, living and working in Scarborough. I've taken a step back from my creative practice, which involves filmmaking and screenplay writing since October 2019, which is when I had my Nuit Blanche installation that I was working on for six months. And I just felt like I needed to reflect on how my work is responsive to myself and the community around me. While taking a step back, I definitely had to continue working, but I also wanted to serve people around me and give back what I learned. So I took on the role as a art producer and manager and I've been helping people realize their own projects, especially um, around me in Scarborough. But also other communities like Parkdale. I don't think it's necessarily art right now that is helping me connect with others or even make sense of what's happening around me. I definitely feel like my ability to put on a mask and gloves and walk outside and, and be safe um, and run errands for people around me that are immunocompromised is definitely what's making me make sense of of my place. So I've definitely taken a step back from um, my traditional art practice to make like a new space for serving myself. At first, isolation didn't feel like a big deal because I wasn't sure how long this process is going to take or how long we're going to be in isolation for and now that this is prolonging i definitely am fearful about future productions because that's my source of income i think it's humbling because i have to think of other ways to serve myself and mostly i emphasize the physical way of serving myself and making work it's definitely the opposite of people in my generation that are mostly creating content that's digital, but I've always been someone that's very analog um, and almost like resentful towards um, digital conversation. But this has really made me embrace, um, you know, social media. I've been on YouTube and Vimeo more, I only used to use Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook casually. What gets proven time and time again is that youth definitely have a more productive way of doing things than a lot of elders that are confined to analog technology. And I think that I see that when I'm looking at how the municipal government deals with community housing, especially the apartment buildings. People that live in that structure are more at risk of COVID transmission. I don't see any effort on the behalf of the municipal government to go into the apartments and collectively organize these people to make sure that they're not risking one another and that you know certain people are in charge of shopping and groceries etc and also that resources are being distributed to them in particular I definitely think that there's innovative ways to um, organize to make sure that folks living in complexes like that are protected. But those are not the answers that elders have as much as I feel like the youth have with like newer technologies and newer ways of doing things. That being said, I actually went out of my way to find initiatives where youth and elders are working together. And we are bringing our experiences and knowledge, whether it's digital or analog, to make it easier for us to serve ourselves and our community. Shout out to the Scarborough Food Security Initiative and the Good Neighbor Project, which is actually organized by one of the awards in Scarborough. So I'm looking forward for more of that collaboration between like ideas um, and technology to make our communities safer for, for everyone, more accessible for everyone, and the future find ways to also reach out to our neighbors in the US because they are definitely struggling more than we are um and fuck borders
4: Yo, this is Cadence Weapon. Uh, I'm a rapper, and I'm currently based in Toronto. And I think the thing I've noticed during this process of the quarantine is how I've gone through different cycles of how I'm engaging with my creativity. Because I think initially, I was feeling a lot of pressure to uh, be productive. I was feeling a lot of pressure. Oh, I need to do a video performance. I need to be putting out content all the time. I need to be on social media. I need to be doing all this. And I didn't really do anything in that regard. And then what I found was the the vacuum that that created was actually very positive for me. Because I feel like I, I've been forced to, oh, well, you gotta go on tour. You gotta be put on an album by this time. You gotta do this. Like I've been like living under these certain deadlines since I was a teenager. And I think this is one of the first times where I've been able to have just a, a kind of moment of reflection. You know, and I've been really appreciating it. Um the the a weird byproduct of this is that I started feeling creative without actively trying to do it, and I feel like that's when I've always made the best stuff that I've I've made. Um uh, I'm kind of located in Eglinton West area right now. And so I've been going for a lot of runs. I've been going jogging um, up north on Caledonia, running all the way to the 401 and there's no people around, you know? And so I've been in this really solitary space doing that. And I've been finding, I've been coming up with songs, you know, I've been writing songs. I've been coming up with other ideas. I don't know. I feel like people shouldn't really feel pressure to create I I I went through a whole thing where I just didn't want to be online at all. I didn't want to be on social media. I didn't want to see anyone promoting any of their records, any of their shit. I didn't want to, you know, I just didn't want to engage with it. I just found so much of it to be so like distasteful, you know, with with everything that's happening. And I just felt like I just don't want to be a part of this, you know. I didn't want to do any zooms with anyone. I I, I kind of wanted to just feel antisocial and just kind of um really feel um what I've been going through you know feel this whole experience but then once I did that um I found you know songs just started coming to me you know and I I don't know I feel like being an open vessel um at a time like this I think is very very uh healthy and very very I think it's like a, a good conduit for creativity I feel like things are going to change forever after this, you know, and I feel like, um, there's, there's no going back to the way things were. And I I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. You know, like I hope people are, instead of thinking about the kind of like, um, um, of the moment kind of temporary signifiers of success in, in a music career, that you know might be, oh, getting all the followers on social media, or just you know getting a lot of plays on these streaming services, and you know um, putting out lots of content um, that people can really engage in something that's a bit deeper. That um, and really use this time of isolation to really think think about what they want their practice to be like ten years from now, twenty years from now. You know, because I feel like. We probably won't have another experience like this in our lifetime where we're not on the uh, treadmill of productivity, you know, because that's what it really felt like before all this was happening. Like it was just like, I'm never going to have the time to stop and write this book. You know, I'm never going to have the time to to really like stop and focus on like another album. And that time is here. So I, I really encourage people to engage with that.
5: This is Naini. I'm a filmmaker based in Scarborough in Toronto. Just being very aware that the industry is going to change and we're not sure how it's going to change. Um, I've been in a space for months now rethinking how I want to work in this industry and what kind of work I want to create and what spaces I want to create. in And that's continuing to change as well, I think. I'm not trying to find an answer right now, actually. Every day I'm trying to do one thing to keep my creativity flowing when I can um but I have no clear idea, and I'm actually just trying to be find peace with that um be okay with that, not knowing this time of isolation, um you know, just writing, watching art, watching film, watching television, good television. Um, Not-so-great television, good movies, not-so-great movies. And just watching everything I can in doses has been really nice for me to look um, at the art, both created in spaces close to me and across the world, Um, and that's inspiring me about the kind of art I can create and maybe where and how I want to create art. There's been a bit of discomfort, for sure, because... Um you know, we're so used to working within a capitalist framework and notions around productivity and shout out to therapists <laughs> and yoga practice and um certain books and podcasts that have me reimagining my ideas of productivity and have been for some time um so you know, I do notice shame and guilt start to creep up at moments, but I'm trying to practice better self compassion and um and ease and care with self and and trying to, you know, um, not reject, but have a conversation with the shame and the guilt I'm feeling, moving my body more intentionally, whether it means going outside or doing yoga or even just stretching or dancing to a good song or, you know, finding some kind of movement and trying not to be too rigid about what kind of movement. I've been writing a lot to myself and um and reflecting and sitting and meditating on um, how I want to let go of certain things that really dictated my lifestyle. Um, We'll see how that kind of pans out when we all, I don't know, come back to the world (laughs) in a certain way. I don't know how that will take shape, but I want to be more mindful and intentional about how I work um, and how I play and how I rest. I just got up At 12.30, I mean, I've been rolling around in bed, and it's a Thursday, and I was feeling a ways about it, but here I am. (laughs) And um, on a day-to-day, especially today, both rest and gentle movement feel vital.
0: We understand ourselves as enmeshed in a series of relationships that give us life, and we depend on them for our survival. And so... The highest form of human being, the most intelligent human being, in all the different ways you could think about that, is the one who acknowledges that regularly and tries to live their life in acknowledgement of that. And so we still try to hang on to that, of course, because we know that uh, our way of living today is not going to last. Something's going to change.
3: Or we're going to have to ground ourselves
0: again, Literally.